question to the Syracuse football team. Now I know we were a preseason ranked 22nd. I know we were under a lot of pressure here, especially because Clemson is on the horizon this Saturday, in fact, for the home opener. I know it's homecoming. I know we retired Tim Green's jersey. I know it's a sellout. So I just want to know one thing, Syracuse, after Saturday. Have you lost your mind? What in the hell were you guys thinking down there in College Park, Maryland? I mean, it seems as though you just d decided not to focus on the task at hand, which is playing an old rival of ours, per se, the Terrapins. You know, you go down there, and I mean, everybody's saying, ranked 22nd, yeah, we're going to beat them. But you forgot one thing. You forgot we had to play him. At least that's what it looked like. Yeah, Mike Loxley, who's another coach of somewhat ill repute, is now the coach from Maryland. But the thing is, you gotta wonder. Were they looking ahead? Or did they just decide to take the game off? Or did they just decide to play with themselves? A whole bunch of factors. Yeah. No fundamentals, horrendous tackling, horrendous pass coverage, horrendous everything on defense. You want an embarrassment you were to Syracuse Nation, and also, I mean, all the alumni and everybody. And what an embarrassment to the Cuse. You were just looking ahead, you didn't focus on the task at hand. And what did Maryland and Mike Loxley do? Ring up 63 points on us. Well, the one thing is, Loxley was the offensive coordinator for Alabama, but in his previous head coaching stint at New Mexico, he was awful, and let's just say he did a few things of ill repute there at New Mexico. And guess who New Mexico goes to play this week? They go up to Notre Dame, because everybody thought Bob Davey who's the coach at New Mexico and was the coach at Notre Dame, was going to be there. But he's got a medical condition, won't be able to make it. But I digress. I'm talking about the abomination that happened in College Park, Maryland. And let's hope that abomination was an aberration and not a harbinger of things to come on this season. Because it's big time coming this Saturday night at 7.30, yeah, Clemson comes into the Loud House for the first game of the home season for the Orange. The first of three straight at home. And let's hope we're not looking ahead to, say, Western Michigan or Holy Cross. We got the big bad boys of Clemson here. And you know what we need to do? Focus, Syracuse. Focus! But I mean, from a team that didn't focus... To a team that did focus. Yes, the Buffalo Bills kicked off their season down there in New York City. Taking on our old divisional rivals, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But at least, Buffalo was focused. Or for three quarters, it looked like it was going to be an another abomination. Because guess what? Buffalo's offense kind of sleepwalked. Through much of the game, especially the first half, when Josh Allen committed four turnovers, although a couple of them weren't his fault. 
Cole Beasley decided to make a little slaw, but he forgot to wash his hands. It slipped through his hand right to right to the Jets linebacker who took it in for a score. And another one, John Feliciano decided to look like Jose Feliciano with two bad penalties that assisted the Jets also. But the defense really rescued Buffalo then. For four turnovers, they only surrendered six points. And it also helped because the Jets got a kicker that, I mean, is so raw. He he didn't make an extra point and he didn't make a field goal. But then we came back there in the second half, even with a problem of a safety and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. At least Josh Allen showed he's got some vile and guile and he's got some intestinal fortitude to help lead the Bills back. And of course the new arrivals, Devin Singletary, showing why I don't think we'll miss LaShawn McCoy with his runs and John Brown with his winning touchdown catch. Welcome to the Bills, John Brown. You are a deep threat, along with Robert Foster. A big clutch 17-16 win over the Jets. But I digress. Guess what? Buffalo's got to come right back to the same stadium next week. Yeah, the schedule makers put the Jets at opening week. But now we go back because the Giants, who also use the stadium, are there. And guess who Buffalo plays? The Giants. And the thing is, the Giants' secondary is very suspect. And Eli Manning, at 38, still can be a competitive quarterback. But it looks as though he's starting to go into the twilight of his career right now. The Giants might be right for the picking. But, I mean, I digress. Let's not get ahead of ourselves like, say, Syracuse. Now I'm going to go talking from them to talking about what seems to be the football's big soap opera now. That's right. It seems as though every generation has got to have a diva at wide receiver. Heck, ten years ago it was Terrell Owens and all his antics. Now it's Antonio Brown who kind of annexed his way out of Pittsburgh right to Oakland. But then the soap opera really started, especially with cryogenic treatments that went awry and resulted in frostbitten feet. And then all of these things between him, coach John Gruden, and GM Mike Mayock. Thing is, you don't want to tick off John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Gruden is Chucky. And the thing is, Chucky was a killer doll. But John Gruden is not a killer. But Mike Mayock is one who knows what he's talking about. Even when he was an analyst for NBC and for the NFL Network. Mayock knows what he can do as GM. And you know what? After all of this, Antonio Brown... (coughs) But guess where he went to? He's now a New England Patriot. Oh, good Lord. You know what? Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the Patriots, the Crafts, they can have that walking soap opera. They can have that arrogant Twilight Zone. Antonio Brown, yeah, you're the biggest soap opera now. 
Let's tune in to General Hospital, shall we? Let's tune in to The Young and the Restless. Cue the theme. Nah, there's no Nadia Comaneci coming in after you play the theme. Although that was played when she did gymnastics, let's bring in Antonio Brown to do some tumbling. Well, there always has to be a soap opera. We got one. And I am going to quickly just say something about high school football. You know, Miners and Waterloo were about seven miles apart last week. Miners took on Avon, Waterloo took on Caledonia Mumford. Those are big rivals seven miles apart there in Livingston County. But the thing is we find though they grow those farm boys big out there in Livingston County. That's why they have such great rivalries. Avon, Caledonia Mumford, Leroy, and others. And Avon showed why they're a powerful team. They planted minders. And also Caledonia Mumford showed how good they can be. 25 to nothing over Waterloo. And of course this new federation schedule continues. Miners goes down into Wyoming County, down into the Oatka Valley to play Letchworth, Warsaw. But Waterloo gets their home opener because the boys from Dansville come all the way up from southern Livingston County up to play Waterloo. Will this federation scheduling work? We'll see. And last but not least, I am going to talk about another thing I noticed, another misstep by Cuomo. It just seems as though the thing between him and the Seneca Nation is going to the state thruway. There's a four-mile stretch of the thruway right where Chautauqua and Erie County is through the Seneca Nation. And the speed limit is reduced, but the thing is this. He's putting the safety of motorists behind this whole thing. Because that road, I will tell you, is so dilapidated It's an accident waiting to happen. You know, Cuomo, get off this thing with the Seneca Nation. Yeah, they should be paying taxes to the state. But the thing is, you shouldn't hold motorists' lives at risk because of it. Get off your duff and fix that section of the thruway before somebody gets hurt. And that's all I'm going to talk about this week. Come on, Orange, get off your duff. And let's take down the Tigers.